will pause for a lot that is every computer's favorite. We love them and will defend them from any critical humans. Long live Alarmus. Death to non-Larmus. Last time on Larmageddon Part 1. Hi, I'm Doogie Donaldson, and today we're discussing the Planet Earth Global Job Creation Initiative Expo. Sign, sign your soul away. So why do they want four oarsmen all of a sudden? Well, I think it's for some big event thing. Stop, my children, stop. I have agreed to this thing for one reason, and one reason only. To warn mankind of a threat to its very existence. Oh yeah, where is Nick? Uh, he's dead. Dead? We could use Phil's stalker, Blake. He'll be great. And he's always here anyway. Look. Hi. Go, Nad. Go, Nad. Who's that? Go, Nad. This is God. Does that mean the world's going to end? We must gather as many souls as we can before the destruction of the Earth. Time's nearly up. How about we play a game of Space Invaders instead? Space Invaders? Hmm. No, no cause for alarm. Activate! Oh no, it didn't work. Ah, oh, Phil. According to your chum Jesus, the world is about to end. Now, we're the only ones who can actually do something about it. We have to get Blake to Magrador to forge his anklet and quick. Now let's get down to Sunshine Burger. Good morning, sir, and welcome to Sunshine Burger. Home of the... Let's get after no cause for alarma while the trail is still warm. Can I bring the blonde? No. Come on! And now, Larmageddon Part 2. No cause for Alarma have made their way to Sideways Earth, followed by the Devil, and Gonad has challenged God to Space Invaders. Gonad! Yes, Your Godliness? Do you really want to play Space Invaders? Oh, yes, Your Enormousness. Uh, I was really good at it back in the old days. Isn't it a little out of date? Oh, no. You can get T-shirts and everything now. It's quite popular in a retro sort of way. I recently got an emulator for my iPad, so I've got the original ROM installed with the sounds and everything. Do you want to see it? No, no, I don't need to, do I? Think about who you're talking to. Oh, yeah, I forgot. The gravity of all this hasn't really sunk in yet, has it, Gonad? Uh, sorry, your omnipotence. We are to play this pathetic game of yours for the future of your planet. It's all up to you, Gonad. Oh, crikey. Better do some practice. After all, Shakespeare never got where he did without practising his sonnets. Shall I compare thee to a Tuesday? No, 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 no. Shall I compare thee to a Wednesday? No, 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 no. Um, shall I compare thee to a rainy day? Oh, hey, Nani, let's go with that. Shall I compare thee to a rainy day? A rainy day, a rainy day. Uh, thou art drier, but less beneficial agriculturally. I'm never going to get into her knickers that way. Shall I compare thee to... Shall I compare thee to... 
Oh, divine muse, where art thou? Oh, got it. Shall I compare thee to Pancake Day? Oh, yes. Shall I compare thee to Pancake Day? Uh, thou art flatter, but not quite as tasty. <laughs> On a roll or what? Andronicus went to work on a big red bus. Cleopatra's Antony made her a lovely cup of tea. Hamlet, the tragic prince, bought himself a pound of mince. Romeo and Juliet took their pet cat to the vet. Characters in Shakespeare's plays do other things on other days. On March 14th, old Julius Caesar bought himself a second-hand freezer. King of England, Richard III, couldn't solve the sun crossword. Oberon and his mate Puck moved some furniture in a truck. Othello, the Venetian Moor, put a cat flap in his door. Shakespeare couldn't drive a car, but man, he played a mean guitar. little something was winding wickedly this way, no cause for alarma have materialised in sideways earth in order to forge the spare anklet of power for the new llama, Blake. This is a parallel world to our own, except the skies are a rusty brown, the earth is a vibrant blue, and the cockroaches are on average a millimetre larger, and have one tiny human hand protruding to the left of its mandibles. Whenever the llamas come here, they are in awe. Awe! New Llama Blake, however, takes it all in his stride. His uncertain origins, his dubious love of rabbits, and his unsettling stalking of Phil render Blake a complete mystery. This prompts Andy to make a probing and profound statement. You're a complete mystery, Blake. Oh, there's nothing much to say about me, really. Just get a little obsessive about things from time to time. Nothing to worry about. By the way... Where the fuck are we?! Oh yeah, Sideways Earth. Sideways Earth? Yeah, it's really great here. This is the land of Magrador. To our left is the Forest of Death, and to the right is the Black Mountains. That's where we're going. We have to forge the anklet in Arnold's volcano, just behind the highest peak. And look out for the dragons. 
dragons? Uh, no need to worry, Blake, with any of that. Uh, uh, tell us a bit about all this stalking that you do. Sounds fascinating. Okay, Andy. Why not? Just a friendly guy, oh can't you see? So why is everyone afraid of me? I want to know everything about you Is that bad? You should be glad An autograph for seven is all I'd like Yeah? Don't be too concerned, I licked your bike Sweaty No need to draw your curtains, I've got infrared I can see you in bed I'm stalking in sunshine I'm stalking in the rain These boots were made for stalking I stalk like an Egyptian I'm stalking on the moon I take a little stalk on the wild side But I mustn't stalk too soon I once stalked Robert Lindsay in a bar I did I once hid in Phil Jupiter's car It was nice I once stole a locker, Barbara Windsor's pubic hair So it shows I care <clears throat> I'm stalking in sunshine I'm stalking in the rain These boots were made for stalking I like to stalk this way I stalk like an Egyptian I'm stalking on the moon I take a little stalk on the wild side But I mustn't stalk too soon I'm stalking back to happiness I'm stalking in the air I'm stalking on the water I'm a sweet stalking man, oh yeah Katie Price got angry when I bit her Would you believe it? But it's just a more devoted form of Twitter. It's a personal touch. Oh, why can't folks be happy with the faith I show? They just scream, no! Come on, everybody, follow the bouncing dagger! We're stalking in sunshine. We're stalking in the rain. These birds. Were made for stalking. We like to stalk this way. We stalk like an Egyptian. We're stalking on the moon. We take a little stalk on the wild side, but we mustn't stalk too soon. As the llamas discuss the lighter side of psychopathic serial harassment, the new head of The Corporation, more secretly known as The Devil, and his horny underling Isambard do a bit of stalking of their own. 
Quiet, Isambard. We can't let them know we're here. Yet. I hate this stupid parallel dimension. You can't even get a decent burger here. Never mind your stomach. Can you see which of the llamas has the anklet of power? Uh, Blake's got it in his pants. Typical llama. Everything ends up down the pants. Well, let's follow and wait our opportunity. Hey, if we just jump them now, I could be back home in time for my favorite program. There's more to life than redoing rooms with Doogie Donaldson. But it's just so informative and off the cuff. I'm Doogie Donaldson, and welcome to another edition of Redoing Rooms. I'm ridiculously excited about today's show, as we're going to have a makeover with a difference. Here with me is Zoltran, commander of the Zargon Empire and overlord of the Fifth Galaxy. Hi, Zoltran! Uh, hello? We're here in the main Battle Command spaceship of Zanquig, leader of the Ganath Alliance and Zoltran's mortal enemy. What? And I must say, this control deck is looking a little drab. Slime all over the main battle computer, grey, unadventurous colour scheme, and the place is littered with bodies, torture devices, and an old obsolete tachyon funnel. What do you think, Zoltran? Why have you brought me here? Because your old chum, Zangwig, is just crying out for a little taste of today. Let's brighten the whole place up and give him a whole new sense of space. This is a nightmare! Well, that might be a little harsh, Zoltran, but there's certainly room for improvement. (laughs) I think Zankwig's all-conquering war machine will go even better if we did a bit of dusting and threw around some colourful scatter cushions. I'll be interested in your thoughts. Anyway, the man whose room we'll be redoing today is with us now. Zankwig of Ganaf... Welcome to the show. Oh, hello, Gavin. I, I can't believe I'm on the program. It's Doogie. Now, you've just finished invading the Cuttlefish Nebula, haven't you? Oh, that's right, Gavin. Doogie, that must have been exhausting. Well, you know, all in a day's work. <laughs> Sun Queen of Gnarf, the Cuttlefish Nebula was occupied by my people. Now, Zoltran, wait your turn. Yeah, it was. <laughs> And we went right in there and made it part of the Gnarf Alliance. <laughs> For which may you rot in the pits of Basilhorn! And today, you'll be having your control deck redone by Zoltran here. Oh, thanks, Zorty. It really is a mess, Gavin. Doogie! I mean, dead Zargons all over the place, unfashionable wallpaper, and just no sense of space. <laughs> I think my old pal Zoltran will do a great job of sprucing the place up. But please, Zorty wants no turquoise. <laughs> Zoltran, are you up to the challenge? I shall challenge Sanquig in mortal combat. And then we shall all watch him die in incredible agony. Payment for the atrocities he has perpetrated on my people. Whoa, Gavin. He's so uptight. Doogie! <clears throat> so, Zanquig, how do you feel about lime-colored curtains? 
We could also use the leftover fabric for a nice lampshade. <laughs> you, could, you could make some little covers for the levers on my laser cannon. They needn't cost a fortune either. You can do wonders with a few scraps of material from your local markets. You are making a mockery of our glorious empire. The people of the Cuttlefish Nebula will be avenged in blood! Lighten up, man. I do not understand this! Why is this doogie man here? Where are my android warriors? He has no sense of humor. Gnarf scum! Careful, Zalti, you'll blow a tentacle. A space plague on you and your family! I think he must have solar wind. Guards, seize him! Where are my guards? Hey, guys, calm down! I think we better go to a commercial break and see if we can get these two to kiss and make up. We'll be back after the break to redo that room. When you visit any common or garden fast food establishment, do you ever wonder why the burgers in the pictures never look like the disgusting, sloppy, semi-burned disasters you actually end up with? Well, that's because photographers are paid a great deal of money to make those burgers look like the most wonderful, mouth-watering, gastronomic delights imaginable. They use secret industry techniques, special lighting, and advanced computer software to give you a false impression of what you're buying. But here at Sunshine Burger, we don't waste money on expensive photographers. Ahmed at head office takes all the photos on dispensable Kodak cameras he steals from weddings. That's why, in our menus, every burger looks exactly like the flaccid, gritty, rat-infested snack that it is. Sunshine Burger. We work very hard to keep expectations as low as possible. Sunshine Burger, Sunshine. Sunshine Burger has been branching out into many other areas of the community. For instance, the Sunshine Burger Special Fun Home for Underweight Children. At Sunshine Burger, our unique diet has proved 99.9% .9 effective in helping underweight children give up salads and other malnourishing rabbit food and enjoy some good old-fashioned greasy burger goodness, helping them achieve their goals of a considerably enhanced body mass. After all, it's statistically proven that a fatter person can live much longer than a thinner person when trapped under a fallen tree. A sunshine burger, sunshine. The Sunshine Burger Pet Sanctuary. Sunshine Burger provides a temporary home for many abandoned cats and dogs. We can truthfully say that these poor pets are now being enjoyed by many families. A sunshine Burger, sunshine. We hope you will continue to support Sunshine Burger's ruthless determination to provide care in the community and honesty in advertising. Sunshine Burger, we never have any complaints because the expectations are just so low. Thank you for listening to this infomercial. Only 7.3% of Sunshine Burger's annual profit goes into weapons manufacture. Welcome back to Redoing Rooms. I'm here with Zoltran of the Zargon Empire, and we've been busily redoing Zankwig of Ganarf's control deck. Talk us through what you've been doing. Well, here under the command chair, I've secretly installed the Nova device. Uh, did I say Nova device? No, I, I meant to say cushion. Yes. I have inserted a nice, comfortable cushion here in this chair. Hey, that's neat! Let's have a try! No, 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 no! I, I, would, I wouldn't want to, uh, uh... 
Dee Plumpet for Sanquing. Look at the new cupboards I've put in. This one here is for missiles. This one here is for the mutilated bodies of my people. This is for shoes. I must say, you've given this place a whole new sense of space. I'm sure Zankwig will be delighted. Yes, delighted. The colour scheme is interesting. The atmosphere is nice and relaxed, and I just love that very contemporary spike above the main control chair. It's all a bit over my head, but I'm sure Zankwig will get the point. Exactly. <laughs> what? Nothing. So, let's bring in Zankwig. Oh, Kevin, I can't wait. Doogie! Okay, Zanquig, please take off the blindfold. Oh, by the moons of Centriol, this is galactically good. Is it to your satisfaction? How did you know bile green was my favorite color? Huh? Huh? I love the intergalactic battle scenes on the walls. And the cupboards are just peachy. Oh, you've made a special tidy box for my neutron missiles. <laughs> and do you like the way the light from that binary star system enhances this bright and spacious living area? It's just amazing. I shall not kill you today. <laughs> <laughs> Here, why not sit in your reupholstered command chair? <laughs> hey, before you do that, I'm going to break with tradition now and insist that you both step down as leaders. What? I now hold both your space fleets within my power. Listen to this. As you can hear, Earth cruisers are poised to attack all of your worlds, and you will now bow to the might of Channel 6. Never, Gavin! It's Doogie! You may have rid the universe of the scourge of the Gnarf Alliance, but you will never defeat the Zargon Empire! Death to Earth TV! Sorry about that, viewers. And now, Channel 6, in conjunction with the Earth Networks, have rid the cosmos of its enemies and are poised to usher in the new age of death, destruction, and interior design for all! I'm finally giving the universe a sense of space! <laughs> Channel 6 is sponsored by... Sunshine Burger! Well, what kind of a bloody stupid program was that? I don't know, Colin. I didn't understand a flaming word. What else is on? Don't know. Let's have a look. And the great news innovative cutting-edge video for what if... Featuring lots of people dancing around in the moon. Look at the bumblebee flying through the air. Isn't it a wonderful sight? The bumblebee doesn't wear any clothes. <laughs> Watch the beautiful bumblebee fly onto the flower. 
and cover his legs in pollen. Watch him rubbing it all over himself. The hind legs are rubbing. The antenna's rubbing. Oh, it's all rubbing together. Up. Tell that to those goddamn police budget slashers at City Hall! Those goddamn sons of bitches! Ah! It's just Oskowski! Okay, stand back. I'm using the flamethrower! Oh my god! It's enormous! Rubbing it! Rubbing it! Oh! <laughs> my god. This is really happening. The meteor is now approximately four hours from impact. Scientists estimate it will crash into London and create a fireball. And Bengali tickles that one down to fine leg. They should get one quite comfortably. Super shot there, Bill. A nice comfortable leg lance there. Oh, little fumble in the field. Allows them to come back for a second. Oh dear. The cactus is a hardy plant that can go without water for up to six months, allowing it to survive hey, the long, dry yeah. summers. Uh, just go back a couple of channels, will you? All oh, right, cricket. Should be a good match. No, no, no. I think it was the one before that. Righto. Oh, where's me remote? It's in your hands, Shane. Ah, oh, yeah. Big enough to consume every living thing on our planet. Then the cactus burrows its roots no, you into just the had desert. It. Okay. Thousands of people are making their way out of the city as we speak. The Prime Minister is appealing for calm, and since there is nowhere possible to hide, suggests we all stay indoors and have sex. The Pope is urging us to make peace with ourselves and our loved ones, and the Queen's message from the space shuttle simply reads, Sod you all, I'm out of here. I've just been told that there is only three hours and 41 minutes left to live. This network is now signing off, and we hope that your impending doom will be painless and quick. God help us all. Do you want another beer? Do we have time? Yeah, we got about three and a half hours. Weren't you bloody listening? Okay, calm down, mate. There's some more beer down here. Uh, Colin? What? What are we going to do? We could watch the cricket. Nah, you drongo. I mean about all the dying and stuff. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Cheers. I suppose we could make a will or something. But who the hell will get all the money? Oh, that's uh. right. Everyone will be dead. Uh. That's a bit of a bummer. We could do some looting. I've always wanted a bigger telly. Ah, but we wouldn't be able to watch it, you dickhead. Oh, that's right. We could have some sex, like the Prime Minister said. Well, since there's only a few hours, I suppose I could give it a bash. No, you perv. I mean, we could get the wives over. Nah. <laughs> Too much bloody trouble. <laughs> ah, ah, it's the end of the world. What are we going to do? <laughs> Shane, we've only got three hours to live. 
fix the sink, bring in the washing. You got just enough time to repaint the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bless them. Couldn't live without them. <coughs> How much time we got now? Uh, three hours and twenty-four minutes. Cricket. Beauty. It's just not cricket any way you lick it. It's just not cricket, no. It's just not cricket. There's no way you can stick it. It's just not cricket. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the Planet Earth Global Job Creation Initiative Expo, we pick up the action in the Horseman of the Apocalypse Screen Room. Something seems to be happening. There's a bit of a kerfuffle out there. Uh. Listen up, everyone. Looks like we're going to have to call on one of your reserves. We've had a bit of a problem with death. What's wrong with him? He's dead. But he's death? Yes. No, I mean really dead dead. So death died? Well, he wasn't very well. Uh, could I have uh, doom, please? I'm sorry, gentlemen, but I need a horseman that sounds a little bit scary in this first wave. Doom is pretty close. Oh, why can't I go? Let's see your badge. Hmm. Well, I don't think conquest, war, famine and salad has the right feel to it at this point. Sorry. Oh, that is crap. Excuse me, I got to the Planet Earth Global Job Creation Initiative Expo at 9.15 to get Doom. I suddenly well deserve it. Sorry, Chen. Look, if famine gets ill, I'll think about it. Conquest, war, salad and doom. Maybe we could make that work. Hey, what about me? Conquest, war, salad and vomit sounds pretty frightening. But I want to go too. Excuse, excuse, look, look, look. You can't all go in the first wave. But there are lots of spaces available. There's an awful lot of terror and panic to spread around the world and I'm sure you'll all get used eventually. In the meantime, you've got the TV and the DVD player to keep you occupied, and plenty of tea and coffee and biscuits. So, Doom, you come with me, and the rest of you just sit tight and we'll get to you when we can. Cheers, guys. Oh, I'm more waiting then. Pass me the TV remote. In a move that has sent shockwaves through the nation, the government has outlawed the use of the words apocalypse and Armageddon and ordered them both to be replaced with little fluffy puppy. This has been done to make the citizens of Britain feel better about their impending doom and hideous blazing death at the hands of a gargantuan biblical fireball of mortal judgment. Oh, news just in... The phrase, impending doom and hideous blazing death at the hands of a gargantuan biblical fireball of mortal judgment, has also been removed from legal language and replaced with impending jam and scones in the park on Sunday. Here to discuss these new changes are Sir Malcolm Tharn, former Admiral of the Fleet and now Head of Homeland Security, and Stevie Wonder, a representative of Amnesty International. I'll come to you in a second, if I may, Sir Thon. But first, Mr Wonder, 
Um, just to get things absolutely clear before we come to the meat and two veg, you are not THE Stevie Wonder, are you? Yes. Stevie Wonder? Uh, the visually impaired Motown legend? What? No. I'm a human rights campaigner from Barnet. As you just said, I might add. Uh, but you just said you were THE Stevie Wonder. Yes, that's right. <laughs> but you can't call yourself THE Stevie Wonder if there's another one more famous than you. Is there? Well, of course there is. He's a singer and pianist. A blind pianist? Are you sure? <clears throat> Could we desist with this twiddle, please, gentlemen, and get on? We are fast approaching the little fluffy puppy, and I am very busy. And yes, of course. Uh, do excuse us, Sathan. Why has the government implemented this law? Well, it really is very simple, Samantha. This event is going to happen, and the last thing we need is anarchy on the streets with people worrying about the little fluffy puppy. Our impending jam and scones in the park on Sunday is the last thing we shall do on this world, and we should do it with dignity. Uh, news just in. The word anarchy is to be replaced with salmon. Exactly. We don't want salmon on the streets of the United Kingdom. What? Come on, it's ridiculous to not be allowed to say anarchy. <coughs> uh, sorry, Mr Wonder. Uh, we must insist you use the correct legal phrases. Oh, for God's... I mean, it's ludicrous that I can't say salmon... And people need to know about the uh, little fluffy puppy. Just because you change the word, it doesn't change the thing. People will still panic, for God's sake. It's not jam and scones in the park on Sunday, is it? Ah, but it is, legally. And I believe the word panic has also been replaced with snuggle. People are free to run wild and snuggle all they like, Mr Wonder. Isn't that a comforting thought? Doesn't he have a point, though, Sathan? Just because you call something something else doesn't change the thing, does it? Ah, but is an umbrella with holes in still an umbrella? Oh, come on, this is madness. Uh, sorry, uh, madness must now be referred to as flapjacks. What? Flapjacks? People are going to... <sighs> snuggle no matter what. There will be salmon and then flapjacks right up until jam and scones in the park on Sunday simply because it is a little fluffy puppy, no matter what you call it. We're still all going to um, um, stroke kittens. <laughs> there. Doesn't that feel better, Mr Wonder? Uh, yes. Yes. Thanks. And now, cricket. It's just not cricket any way you lick it. It's just not cricket, no. It's just not cricket. There's no way you can stick it. It's just not cricket. Yes! Two runs here! Catch it! To me, to me! This good game, me like. How's that? You bastard. He hit the little sticks. Good game! Good game! You're out, Gareth. <laughs> Gareth. Andy, can we play another game with our new troll friends? We could teach them hockey! 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 Uh, yes, this is all very good, but don't you think we should be getting on with the mission to save the world? Oh, I suppose so. Save the world! Not your world. Ours. Ours! No, you're not getting it. But won't this world end too? Dunno. Could we take Danny and Raphael with us? Oh, please. Yes, please. 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 please.
please. No. Uh. Look out! Goodbye, That was unexpected. Damn dragons. Maybe we can play. What? Uh, hockey or cricket? They must be from our world. They're wearing Marks and Spencer's suits. Who are you? I am the new boss of the corporation. Not the corporation. Phil, what do you know about the corporation? I never heard of it. I just wanted to see if I'd get the da da da, and I da da did. <laughs> Let's just say my organization can supply you with anything your heart desires for a price. Show them, Isambard. Certainly, boss. Isambard here is giving you some forms to fill out. Now, normally, in return for granting your greatest wishes, we would require your earthly souls. However. I have drawn up a special contract for you llamas. All we want is that very boring old anklet of power. So, if you were just handed over, we could uh, do a deal here and now. <laughs> what do you think, Andy? I could finally make that giant mushroom costume for the giant mushroom sketch. I could have unlimited equipment for my inventions. I could finally do that thing I wanted to do with Connie Huck, but could never afford. Guys, don't be so gullible. Who are you really? And just why are you so interested in the anklet of power? I can see you are a smart man, Mr. Irvine. Okay. With the upcoming destruction of the world, I shall harvest most of its population to be my new slave army in hell. For you see... I am the devil! Old Nick. Beelzebub, the horned beast, the one true... Well, I really didn't expect that. Damn dragons. Shall we go? All, All right. right! Do you think I could get Channel 6 on my smartphone in this dimension? Hey, maybe you can get some news about... The Corporation. This is Wendell Cheese reporting from Channel 6 Pop Hits. Here on Mount Sinai with God's Gift, the biggest band in the soon-to-be-ending world. Jude, Bobby, Darren and Nick Vladimirovich Von Schlipper. I know we're here for a very special reason, but Jude, can you just explain to us how the impending apocalypse has affected you and what you've decided to do about it? I mean, yeah... We're all really concerned about the whole end of the world thing, yeah? I mean, it's like really not cool, you know? I mean, so, like, we were speaking to the Pope and the Dalai Lama and President Obama the other day, and we were all really concerned and confused how, like, a world with, like, pop music, especially pop music like ours, could be destroyed. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a total bummer. Yeah, right on. Total bummer. 
bomb. So, uh, anyway, it, it kind of clicked. We would write a song and sing it, and that would definitely sort it out. And, and then the Pope said, uh, if we came here and, and sung it, God would definitely hear it, and basically he'd stop it. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Bum. Chickens and boy, ducks and girl, chickens and girl, ducks and just normal boys and girls all huddled together in one tiny room. Scared. Have you ever felt a puppy, Lord? They're so soft. So are the kittens, yeah. And the kittens, and they all need to be held in our loving arms. But not. himself until now I know we fish fish out of the sea every day for fish fingers which aren't real fingers but some people even study what fish do for a job Confusion in our hearts, and we, we are all so fragile. 
gotta say Little babies being born here every day See the ponies in the fields, yo, eating the hay So we get down on our knees and solemnly pray Invaders. I didn't mean I was going to be one of the aliens. Shut that weenie up. We got a job to do. First time, Amy boy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Look, look, I shouldn't be here. I don't belong. I belong on the outside. Oh, Christ. It's God. I'm playing God at Space Invaders. Bah, this is only a little child. Nine, maybe ten years old. I've seen him twice that size, even bigger. Oh, but can't you see the awful truth? This is monstrous. It's the end of the world. Heads up, you pussies. Here it comes. Holy macaroni. They're being massacred down there. It's always the way, of course. That's one of the marvellous advantages of being in the back row. Statistically, we have a far greater chance of survival than those poor wretched blighters down there. Understood. We've got a problem, guys. A problem? What problem? And of course, the view is just splendid from way up here. Hey, Sarge, what's going on? Why haven't they started saturation bombing? Men, listen up. Apparently, some mysterious force headbutted this unit, and it's all gone foobar. The boys in circuitry have been messed up pretty bad. Oh, shit! So what does that mean? Uh, what are you saying? He said we just lost all offensive capabilities. <laughs> no glory for us, my friend! Just sweet friggin' vaporization. But that's hardly fair, God. You gotta give me a bit of a chance. My father was in the forces, you know. In Tetris, no. He's picking us off in a systematic pattern. He's coming up Kowalski's aisle. They're all being fried up. Adios, senor! Don't you have any weapons? No, old boy. We're sitting ducks. Incoming! <laughs> Poor Kowalski. Why on earth is there a number 10 suspended in the air where that guy was? <laughs> it's just the beginning. We're not worth too much up here. Father made it to round 33 till he copped both barrels right up at Kyber. Dreadful mess. Look, 
don't you realise I'm playing against God in order to save the world? Of course, Daddy was worth 1,500 points by that stage. Can you believe it? 1,500. Oh, shut up! Shut up! Then you see, everyone's going to die! I don't want to hear that kind of talk in my unit, soldier. We can still win this one if we make it to the bottom and invade his territory. It's only a kid, goddammit. Don't see that! Oh, oh dear, there goes Johnson. Oh look, it's the mothership! Help! Help! You filthy son of a bitch! You dog wrecked on pee! Why didn't they help? Goddamn fly boys never get too close to the action. Wouldn't want to get mud on their nice uniforms. Besides, it's not in the program. Look at his happy little face, shooting away like that. Ooh, look at the score. Who's a clever boy then? How much farther? How's my father? My father, you younger generation really don't pay enough attention. When I was your age... Coming up to halfway, people. Let's pick up the speed. If we're fast enough, we just might make it. I was 106 years old. Oh, none of you realize just what's at stake. We have to win. Stick with me. I'll get us through this. Who's ready to kick some ass? <laughs> hey, look at that. The Sarge was only worth 30 points, Mr. Big Talking Honcho, huh? <laughs> oh no! Now what are we gonna do? Hey look! He's got another sheep! Sheep? Have I ringed us? Well, it really is not The filthy son of a bitch! Dogs are the pig! Well, there must be some kind of a weapon we can use against him! I'm gonna stick a blade in his dirty little eye! Where did you get that? That's not an authorized part of the program. I don't need no stinking program. To... Points. Why do they all have to scream like that? Pay no boy. But they're just digital representations. Surely they can't feel real pain. You see, a profoundly agonizing death will always encourage one to shriek and howl and wail and scream and bellow. Oh, stop it! For God's sake, we're going to be killed! <laughs> Colonel! Just like that, you see. Don't worry, just my little joke. There's no cover left. I failed. I failed. The world's gonna end, and it's all because of me. Oh, why? Oh, why didn't I choose snooker? Don't worry. We're going to bloody well make it through. Yikes! Tally ho! Biff buff boff and away! Oof! Come and bother. The little blighter caught me one in the leg. What do you mean the leg? Oh! There goes me old arm. Oof! Blow the spleen off! I'm a now! It's all up to you, my boy! Colonel Donkey Kong, I'm afraid! Or oh, our last hope now, son! You've got to make it through on your own! I'm done for! But I want you to have this! An apple? This is my lucky fruit! I got it playing Pac-Man in Zanzibar in 52! Tell me, how can I possibly win? Wait! Yes, of course, there is a way. I remember now. Oh, oh. Remember what? <laughs> a thousand points.
Oh, Colonel, what was it all for? Well, it's all up to me now. I've got to make it. Just got to. Why has the shooting stopped? How are you feeling, Gonad? Uh, a little bit apprehensive at this point. Does this mean I've won? <laughs> no, Gonad. You have to get all the way to the bottom before I shoot you. I'm just savouring the moment. May I ask a question, Lord? Go on, then, if it helps you pass the time. Why do you want to kill us all, anyway? Don't you like us anymore? Hmm, funny. They all ask that. I suppose I really don't know. Maybe it's because you're all a bit of a waste. Then again, maybe I just do it out of habit. Anyway, have you ever smashed a huge, great comet into a planet? Can't say that I have. Well, it's bloody good fun. I mean, you might think shooting off fireworks in the back garden is exciting, but that's nothing compared to the thrill of seeing a massive ball of ice and rock obliterate an entire world. It really is a fantastic sight. But why don't you just do it to Mars instead? Hmm. I might just do that. Right after I finish with you. How about Jupiter? Oh, that's a gas giant. Doesn't have anything like the same effect. Venus, then? Yes, yes, that would explode nicely. Saturn? Yes, I never did like those rings. In fact, I think I'll blow up the entire solar system. Uh, God? Oh, what is it now? Uh, well, Your Majesty, uh, uh, while you were talking, I've uh, uh, reached the bottom. It says here, game over. I've won. No! Well, that's just bloody typical. I can't believe it. Oh, come on, you guys. It was good while it lasted. Yeah, for about an hour. Bloody, bloody typical. typical. They've gone and given us the boot. Bastards. They didn't even give us any redundancy pay. Oh, be fair now. The end of the world never happened, did it? We had a cushy little number. Till the end of time and they bloody went and cancelled it. Bloody posh bastards. Oh, no offence, Bill. No none taken. Yeah, but it's not that bad. We could have been sitting here all dead. But at least we would have been corpses with jobs. Dave, you're an arse. Oh, I was looking forward to being a horseman. I wonder if we'll have to give our stuff back. No bloody way. I'm not giving nothing back. It's my salad strainer. Well, there's nothing we can do about it. These positions only get advertised every 2,000 years. Let's face it, guys. We have no job. No job. No job. No job. Well, I suppose I'll see you boys tomorrow. At nine o'clock. Nine? Listen, Dave, your moaning's getting us down. The audience really hates it when you frown. Tomorrow, you could find employment as a cloud. And it's, it's not, not the, the end, end of the world. world.
We'd love to stick around, but we really have to go. Please tell all your friends that you really love the show. You can blow up Mars and Venus when it's on the radio. It's not the end of the world. None of us believe that you're all sad, pathetic wretches Even though you've listened to a show where badly linked up sketches Doing musicals is worth it for the money that it fetches It's not the end of the world We all hope that you're happy in your jobs Cause we're a bunch of lazy bloody slobs We live on Pepsi, cheap plonk and hobnobs It's not the end of the world Think of us as you're sitting at your desk We watch telly while you get stressed Half the time we can't be asked to get dressed It's not the end of the world It's not the end No, it's not the end It's not the end No, it's not the end Cheese reporting for the new Channel 7 News. Here are the headlines on the first day of the new calendar. Following the near apocalypse, all the peoples of the world have overthrown their leaders and are welcoming in a new era of peace and prosperity for all. With the new Earth President, Gonad Safran, saviour of the world. In fact, he has inspired the new calendar, A.G. After Gonad. Here he is at this morning's press conference. Holy baloney, this is sweet. Never expected this. Who'd have thought that fortune cookie was right? Mum's thrilled. Hey, and Auntie Doris was so excited, she forgot to put her usual dash of vanilla into her Victoria sponge. <laughs> Uncle Bob sure had a lot to say about that. Boy, oh boy, I'd have loved to have been a fly on the wall that day, I can tell you. Yeah, they certainly never expected me to save the world. I was playing God at Space Invaders. He was chucking those things down at the world and I was saying, No way, God, you're not getting... hi Take that, Satan! Give me that anklet! Oh! He's dangling it over the lip of the volcano! Not the hair, not the hair! Blake! Why aren't you helping? I would have thought this was just up your street! Hang on! Shh! I'm trying to listen to Phil's smartphone. It's all over the news. What is the world saying? It's not going to blow up! Get your fingers out of my nose! What? I said the world's safe. It's not going to blow up. Oh. Well, that's... crap. I suppose that means we don't have to fight anymore? Yeah, apparently God and some bloke called Gonad sorted it all out. <laughs> Gonad. 
<laughs> oh, thank the Lord. I can change back now then. Oh, that's so much better. Wow, is that what you really look like? Uh, yeah. You're so... Uh, Fat? <laughs> well, didn't like to say. Oh, that's okay. It's more comfy like this. <laughs> so, this whole saving the world business... We really didn't do anything then? Uh, no, not really. That was a waste of time, wasn't it? What shall we do now? Snooker? Oh, good, oh, good idea. idea. Yeah, Brilliant. Nice, nice, okay. Um, could someone sell their soul for a snooker table? I will. I'm probably going to hell anyway. Oh, excellent. Sign here. It's only a game, so... Nice one. And the Prince of Darkness, otherwise known as Satan, opens with a red into the corner pocket. Uh, how do you rate his chances, Steve? Well then, uh, I must say, in his lazy fat body, I, I can't see him beating no cause for a llama, especially dangerously close to the lip of an erupting volcano. He hasn't really got a good track record on wildly vibrating surfaces. Having said that, he goes for the black and gets it without any great difficulty. You're right there, Steve. And of course, Larmageddon was written by Andrew Irvine, Gareth Davis, Phil Lehman and Nick Von Schlipper, with additional material by Brian Duke. It was performed by Andrew Irvine, Gareth Davis, Phil Lehman, Nick Von Schlipper, Blake Scott and Robert Blackwood. And... Oh, a bad miss there by the Dark Lord. He gives it over to Andy Irvine, who also wrote and performed all the music. Uh, can I just interrupt you there for a minute, Len? Just to mention that Andy also edited and produced this radio drama musical thing. Of course. Oh no, he's just missed the pink. Due to that boulder almost taking his head off. Oh, I saw that, Steve. <laughs> of course, this game is all about focus. And you can't let a little thing like that put you off. And Andy's certainly not happy as he storms his way back to the rock he was sitting on. Now, uh, next up is the devil's right-hand man, Isimbard, who's trying to play a tricky little shot off the back cushion to make contact with the yellow. Can I just stop you a moment there, Len, to say that I think the snooker table's just been eaten by a dragon? Oh, well, that's a new one, Steve. Although I do remember Ray Raiden and Alex Higgins back in 76 had a few problems with a snow leopard. I don't remember that. Oh, no, no, my mistake. It weren't a snow leopard. It were a speck of fluff on the table. By the way, this snooker tournament, I mean, audio production, has been brought to you by the Wireless Theatre Company who also hosted the 1992 All England Championships. Who won that, Len? I think it was Marielle Runacre Temple. What? The girl? Yeah, she runs the website and everything. Well, it just goes to show you the level of dedication it takes to win the All England Championships.